This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Our Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Safe travels. Eat a lot. Enjoy the football all day today. Last night, well, an interesting start to Thanksgiving as the San Antonio Spurs and L.A. Clippers played. And you're sitting there saying, they're getting into the Spurs and the Clippers? Well, kind of. We're getting into something that we don't normally see in sports. And that is a head coach in the middle of a game grabbing a microphone and addressing the crowd in between free throws. As the San Antonio fans last night were booing Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers, former Spur, at the free throw line, obviously he famously left the Spurs and went to the Raptors by way of trade and didn't want to play there anymore. And Greg Popovich, courtesy of Bally Sports, got on the mic and said this. Excuse me for a second. Pops on Can the we mic. stop all the booing let these guys play? It's our old last. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Stop the booing. It's not who we are. Which immediately took me back to a moment in 1989. The Bengals and the Browns were playing, and then Bengals coach Sam Weish saw that people were picking or throwing things onto the field during the game, and he, in the middle of the game, like Popovich, different reason why, addressed the crowd as well. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here, you don't live in Cleveland, that was like the biggest rallying. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. I thought that was the cool. Like that felt so amazing. Last night, this was interesting that Popovich did this, guys, going kind of after the crowd for booing a guy that didn't want to be there. Yeah, it's interesting. But Pop explained it and said you don't want to poke the bear when it comes to getting Kawhi Leonard going. And that happened at the end of the second quarter. And Kawhi Leonard proceeds to score 13 points in the third quarter. Like, I just, like, for a team in San Antonio that's lost, what, nine straight up until last night, they're trying to find ways to get wins in order to establish a culture. And the opportunity against the Clippers is, is just that a chance to get a win. So, why would you want to give that away by letting the crowd get their quote-unquote pound of flesh, by letting Kawhi Leonard know their displeasure for him leaving the organization once upon a time. Dog, he left. He wanted to be traded. They moved him. It happened. Get over it. It's okay. You just got Victor Webinyama, the number one overall pick, a transcendent talent, a guy that's coming to the league with as much hype as any prospect since LeBron James. Relax. It's okay. Kawhi Leonard was a part of your franchise winning championships. He's no longer on your team. Let that go, dog. You need to stop holding on to it. I love Greg Popovich. I hate this move. I bought a ticket to that game. I'm not doing anything that is out of bounds. I'm not throwing things onto the floor or at a player. It doesn't sound like they're saying anything that's overly derogatory or hateful. They're booing because they feel a certain type of way, and they paid their hard-earned money to get in there, and they should be able to express themselves if that's how they feel. I know your name is Pop. You're not my Pop. I don't need a behavioral (laughs) lesson from you. I don't need you to scold me. I don't need you to tell the crowd how to feel or how to act. 
I maybe you have a certain level of elegance and decorum when it comes to the Kawhi Leonard situation. Maybe the fans don't feel the same way. And part of being a fan is being able to have a healthy hatred. Sometimes hate watching something is more fun than watching your team succeed. And oh, you ain't got to tell me. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, so. so you know you you hate watch your own team every Sunday, Cece. You get it. But for him to try to manage that situation and by proxy put down his own fans in a way or admonish them, scold them. I thought that that was just not a great move from him. Yeah, it is such an interesting thing because I do keep going back to a man that in Greg Popovich that is so unbelievably successful. And the one thing maybe he looks back upon in his career is what went wrong with Kawhi because like the transition was perfect. They went from Robinson to Duncan and then they were supposed to go to Kawhi in the post-Duncan years and that didn't happen that way and since that moment until now they've tried things DeMar DeRozan LaMarcus Aldridge like didn't work to the level that they thought it would and now they're back not winning and losing wise right the second with Victor Wembanyama as the face of the franchise the cornerstone of the franchise that I do look at it and think it's the one that got away but to what you are saying and I think you're dead on and this is where CCU as a former player probably look at it in a healthy way and us as just the fans and media part of it, and obviously you're that now, but I'm saying you also have the former player part in you. Like, I could never, as a Heat fan, if the Lakers were playing at the Heat and I was at the game, I would never cheer for LeBron James. I, mm. I, could, ne- I could never do it. He le- in my mind, he left my team more than he helped my team win two championships. Now, both are true. Of course he helped the team win two championships. I think I have a right to what you're saying, Smalls, to sit there and boo him. I do. Like it's, and By the way, booing someone is the ultimate sign of envy, jealousy, and want. You don't boo people you don't want with you. No, you don't boo, boo people you don't care about. Correct. They're booing Kawhi saying, I wish you were still here. I would boo LeBron saying, I wish you were still here. So that's where this is so interesting with Popovich because if it was somebody that had no association with the, the Spurs, he's not getting on the microphone last night. But what about the results of the game, right? Uh, don't fans show up because they want to see their team win? Ain't that what it's about too? Like, that's what Pop is saying. You don't want to motivate a guy that might already have enough motivation in and of itself going back and playing against an organization that he clearly still feels a way about. Why do you want to add another layer on top of that if you're the fans? The dude scored 17 points in the second half. Like, that, that, like, why, like why, why do you want to get him going by deciding to boo him? Y'all have seen up close and personal what this guy is like when he is highly motivated and when he's healthy. And, and and so I just I that, that's the part of it that does make sense to me from a player perspective with Greg Popovich. There are certain guys that you just don't want to get going. Like when I played in the league, there are certain guys that you just don't want to get going. Steve Smith Sr., the wide receiver, you don't want to get him going. Keep him quiet. Like that's one of those guys that's very temperamental, very emotional, wears his feelings on his sleeve. But when he gets going, he is hell to deal with. You don't want that. So why even go after that smoke if you're the Spurs fans knowing that your team just lost nine straight games? Like, that's, that's the part to me that you, you have to have that right balance. Like Because in all of this, it's about the development of the young players with the Spurs and them trying to build a culture. Guess what? For everything that Greg Popovich is saying, you got to do some winning in order to build the culture. And last night was an opportunity for a win because you're playing the Clippers. 
But that's not what he was saying in that moment. He was saying we're better than that. He was scolding them because of their behavior. There's a time and a place to say things, and there's a manner in which you say things. I think if post-game he would have said in his press conference kind of what we heard from him, I don't think it would have been taken the same way. It felt like listening to that, it felt like getting spanked in the grocery store. Like your parent had snapped. They're like, this is not how we behave in public. This is not how we behave around certain people. I'm going to punish you in the moment. And if I'm a fan, that's going to rub me the wrong way. It just is. You know, it's well, amazing. Smalls, you're not wrong, but I guess that's the explanation that he has to give because he can't come out and tell the truth on the PA announcement in that moment. He can't say, hey, guys, our team is not very good, but the team <laughs> we're playing against is also not very good, and it's an opportunity for us to get a win because young guys need to taste what winning feels like. He can't come out and say that on the PA, so he said the only thing that he could. I think what he was trying to get accomplished was wrapped in the cloak of us staying classy, San Diego. But that's not really what he was about. It was about not getting Kawhi Leonard going, the best player on the other team. Yeah, what's interesting about this whole thing is that Kawhi's last year with the Spurs was 17-18. His last full year was 16-17. This can't be the first time they booed him when he went back to San Antonio. So I wonder why now, right? I don't know if it's a Wembenyama thing and that it feels different if they're in this losing streak, which they've been bad now for a while. It's very interesting that it's now that he did this. Now, there's something else in the NBA last night that was wild, and that is – once again, Scott Foster, referee, threw Chris Paul out of a game. These two guys have a massive history of Chris Paul, in his mind, being picked on, basically, by Scott Foster, the referee, being ejected many of times. They've had battles back and forth. It's been ugly. It's personal. The casual NBA fan is aware of Scott Foster's name, referee, and his relationship or lack thereof with Chris Paul. But Chris Paul went to a whole different level with this post game last night and discussed his relationship, quote-unquote, or lack thereof, with the referee, Scott Foster. It's personal. Yeah. We had a situation some years ago. And it's personal. You know what I mean? Like, the league know, everybody knows. It's been a meeting and all that. And it's just a situation with my son. And so it's, yeah, we, yeah, so I'm I'm okay with a ref talking, you know, saying whatever, saying just don't use a tech to get your point across. You know what I mean? So I got to do a better job making sure I stay on the floor for my teammates. But is what it is I'm sure I see him in a game seven soon wow um just to be clear the Suns won that game but Cece you hear that as a former player the question I have to ask of everyone is why does the NBA keep allowing Scott Foster to ref Chris Paul games I don't know what's true and what's not true about their history here in terms of the details on the court the NBA could probably figure that out they have mics all over the place why don't they just schedule Scott Foster for other games that's the question that you had from that soundbite? Well, the question the that I part, had was, what, part, did, what yeah. did Scott Foster say about his son? Right. That's yeah. like, so, I, I want to know the truth. I want to know the tea. I would like, assume that's it's what in I front of know. his son. I would assume he said something in front of his son but instead he, of to his son. But if it's to his son, forget it. Well, he has either way, it's, a, a, it's a line that I you can't cross. Either way. like There's a certain level of professionalism and decorum that you're supposed to have. And the other thing that I get tired of with this situation why do we know Scott Foster's name? Because he's always in the middle of throwing players out, always having a quick whistle, and he got to realize, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Ain't nobody showing <laughs> up and paying their hard-earned money to see Scott Foster. Just like nobody's showing up to a baseball game to see Angel Hernandez be the ump. Just like nobody's showing up to see Tony Brothers as a referee in an NBA game. 
If we know your name as an official, that is a problem. You're supposed to blend in with the court or the field. You're supposed to be nameless, faceless. The fact that we do know your names is a problem in and of itself. And I'm not sitting here and saying that you should let players berate you or you should let players undress you because you're a person above anything else. But at the same time, you have to have a level of awareness and understanding that it is an entertainment product and you are there to facilitate the greatness of those players. That is it. Nobody's showing up for you, dog. And I'm tired of Scott Foster doing this in these situations because it, it, it's, it's too much at stake in terms of jobs to be doing this. It's too much at stake for these teams in a way of competing and winning to be doing this. I got a big problem with Scott Foster in this spot. Couldn't agree more, CC, on two levels. First, when I heard that sound boy, sound bite, boy, sound Sound bite, (laughs) remix. Yeah, the first thing I thought was, go on. There was a meeting. It's personal. There's an incident. His dad was in the meeting. I want to know what happened. Clearly, if there if there has been this much discussion and this much action surrounding these two people. He shouldn't be allowed to referee a game that Chris Paul's playing in. If it is personal or there has been an incident where feelings or bias could be involved, why is he given this assignment? That I can't understand, and I don't think that's right. No idea. Totally agree with you. I, I, I will just add one other thing. Cece, you, you said we don't go to the games to see the referees. You're 1,000% right. But now I'm thinking if you said to me you have tickets to a Warriors game, I actually kind of want to see Scott Foster. You want to see Scott Foster? I want to. Now it's like, hey, that's a good Warriors versus who? Scott Foster. We're on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. want to talk to you guys here on Thanksgiving, the star of your Thanksgiving meal, plus Thanksgiving football memories from CeCe in just a couple of minutes here, and you guys as well. Actually, we want to hear from you on your Thanksgiving traditions in terms of do you have those turkey bowls that you play in, football games, family members, playing sports, whatever it may be there's me in my football uniform <laughs> i didn't know that was coming <laughs> look at that this the looks... shoulder pads are bigger than me what mark why are you standing in front of a bush <laughs> you're not even on the football field i don't know that's we had a photo day i don't know you're number, in front of shrubbery. number two you know why you know why i wore number two because you were a kicker no this is a god's honest truth swear on, on everything ESPN had a show back in the day called Scholastic Sports America. I believe that was Joe Buck's first on-air TV gig at ESPN, actually. It was a high school sports show. And they were featuring a high school quarterback at the time that wore a maroon jersey and had the number two. And he was, it looked so cool to me. And that high school quarterback ended up being the number one pick in the draft. His name, Tim Couch. I swear to God, I picked the number two because Tim Couch's high school uniform looked similar to mine. Number two. <laughs> exactly. And I played like a... Number two. Jesse wow. <laughs> watching on ESPNU in the Barksdale Air Force Base. Is that true? If so, thank you for your service, Jesse. Yes, sir. How are y'all doing this morning? How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, pretty, well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've, been, I was, I've been stationed uh, overseas for eight months, but I got lucky and uh, caught a ricochet round in my right shoulder and shattered my clavicle, so they actually airlifted me back home, so now I get to be home for Thanksgiving before I get deployed back on December the 23rd. I'm sorry, did you just so, say you were um, lucky you got shot? Is that what just happened? Is that what just Well, yeah, because, I mean, I wouldn't be home for Thanksgiving. I mean, it wasn't a direct hit. It actually ricocheted and just, you know, uh, one of the rounds ricocheted, hit me in the shoulder and shattered the collarbone. Different level of toughness. Is, wow. Different level of toughness. Different level of toughness. <laughs> you and, should, you by should. the way, yeah, mental yeah. toughness to be able to view that in a no, positive lens no, to be home I with your family. And, you know, similarly, by the uh, way, similarly, Jesse, I once cut my finger on, on cracking a lobster. It, it was really tough. I, I, I played through it, though. But go ahead. i tell you right now, you got, you got uh, I hope I don't get you in trouble with the SEC here, but you got bigger than me, Bubba, because I'd have cried if that had happened. <laughs> you know, pay, pay, I'm sorry. Pay, you, pay, 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 no there's no chance pay, pay, that's the case. But go ahead. Pay, 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 paper, paper cuts ain't no joke. I mean, uh, adrenaline is a wonderful thing, man. I didn't even know I'd been hit for about 45 minutes. So I mean, wow. But uh, wow. wow. But no, I was going to say this. I, I like I watch our show. Believe it or not, uh, I'll tell you like dinner conversation whenever I whenever I'm home. If I tell anybody where I've been or what I've been doing, then we have failed in our mission. So I can't really get into that. But um, I will say this right here. Uh, the three of y'all, I mean, we watch y'all every day outside of the country because we have great sat guys, and we're able to pick you up at our Ford operating base, and we watch y'all every morning. And, y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all actually make us laugh and everything, and, I mean, it's a wonderful thing, you know, when you're away from your family and all that, and you're actually still able to laugh about it. So I appreciate y'all. I mean, I enjoy I, I would. I would serve my country, you know, for regular people like y'all every day. Now, y'all want to talk about the billionaire, white billionaires? I've had him throw some freaking money at the issue over there, and then we ain't got to go to war or nothing like that. 
Oh, dang. You know, quit, quit, you know, I mean, that's just my opinion. Well, but, l- listen, more importantly, Jesse, thank you for the kind words on behalf of all of us. You serving, I mean, what you, you and your, your peers do every single day, allowing us to sit here and joke around and break down Damian Woody's Thanksgiving menu. Like, we have fun. We live in the sandbox, so to speak, in the playground of life. You live in the real world, and we cannot thank you enough and you and your peers for your service to allow us to do this. So happy Thanksgiving to you and yours on that one. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, Back to my favorite food here. Oh yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. Been, yeah, like I, I said, apologize. I've been, I've been deployed. I've been deployed for eight months. My wife's picking me up, and my favorite food is my wife. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Lil Wayne. Okay, uh, <laughs> thanks for hey, the call. Hey, hey, I imagine Jesse said I've been deployed. I'm back home by happenstance. Guess what? I'm gonna enjoy today. <laughs> I ain't even mad at you, Jesse. Me either. Thank you for the call, and we appreciate being a part of your day, and we're thankful for you defending our freedom so we get to do this job every single day. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Jesse, and to all the men and women that serve this country and protect our freedoms. Wow. What a way to close that call. My God. Fox in D.C. on ESPN2. What's up, Fox? Fox? All right, we're going to go to uh, – thank you, Fox. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Eugene in Michigan watching on ESPN2. What's up, Eugene? How are you doing? I'm from Canton. I'm in my dialysis unit. Um, my favorite food, I like Woolies, you know, with sweet potato pie. But the other thing that he forgot is chitlins. Nah, I'm out on Ooh. that, boss. I'm out on that. I'm out on it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, out, I'm out on that. I'm not doing the chitlins on Thanksgiving. We're not doing chitlins ever. But especially on Thanksgiving, they they not gonna make the plate. I get it. It's 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 a delicacy. It's it's cultural. There's some people that are partial to it, but nah, not doing chitlins in the candy household. Not gonna happen. Who wants to be cleaning up after preparing chitlins? Ain't nobody doing. It. Nobody want to smell all that. Out of here. Yeah. No chitlins, man. All right, no. CC. Let's get no. to uh, your Thanksgiving no. memories because you played. No, okay. I know. I know. No. no, no. Okay. No, I'm just. Okay. I, Public service announcement, right along with not sending out the mass Happy Thanksgiving Day text, we need to have chitlins on it. Please, do us all a favor. Nobody is checking for it. Nobody is really asking for it. Stop with the chitlins, okay? Just stop it. Stop it. Is there anything else we should put in that category that needs to be banished from the Thanksgiving menu? That's a great question, Small. Because a lot of people feel that way about cranberry sauce. You know what? Yeah, Let's yeah. Open yeah, that up. Yeah. Open that up to people at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper call in line. Here we go. We want to hear from you guys on what needs to be banned from the Thanksgiving Day table, right? We've talked about what needs to be in, what needs to be out. CeCe, you were in, what, six times you played on Thanksgiving as a player? Yeah, six times, four and two on Thanksgiving. My most... Memorable Thanksgiving games. I'm going to give you the good and the bad. The good, we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home at M&T Bank Stadium on Thanksgiving night 2013. I was a member of the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, Mike Tomlin actually stood on the sidelines and tried to trip Jacoby Jones as he was returning a kick for a touchdown. Now, Mike Tomlin got in the way enough to get Jacoby Jones to stumble, and that allowed guys to tackle him. But it otherwise would have been a touchdown. And it's one of the most memorable things because he's trying to, he's using the big screen on the opposite end of the field to try to position himself so he could see Jacoby Jones and get in the way and trip him and slow him up. 
So I guess if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So more respect for Mike Tomlin. But that was one of the more noteworthy Thanksgiving Day games, period, and one of the most noteworthy plays. Now for the bad, Thanksgiving Day on 2009, my first year with the New York Giants, our then defensive coordinator Bill Sheridan decided it was a good idea for me to be in man coverage as a defensive tackle on Tony Scheffler, the tight end for the Denver Broncos. Let's just say it didn't work out that well for me in that situation. Didn't work out that well for me uh, and the team as a whole. We got smoked against the Denver Broncos, so much so that they were writing bad things about us in the paper and me specifically and my parents took offense to it and came into my room and said, you embarrassed us on national TV before we actually went about the business of celebrating Thanksgiving the day after. So, yeah, it was bad all the way around. So we got the highs and lows of me on Thanksgiving Day playing in the National Football League. I just did a search for Chris Canty and Tony Scheffler, and and (laughs) there's an article that comes up Tony Scheffler wide open for a completion. Chris Canty also showed a lack of coverage skills, <laughs> it, uh, which the writer writes, which also brings me to wonder why Sheridan had a defensive tackle in coverage. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's the point. Why am I doing that? How did That's that actually – seriously, from it, not to get two X's and O's, and I know we got a break in a second, but how did that actually happen? Because that's not something you normally see. Evan, I don't know how it actually happened, but guess what? Defensive linemen – Better going forward than going backwards. <laughs> just, a, in, just a suggestion. Just football 101. Just defensive defensive tackle. tackle. Go forward. Better going forward than going backwards. Not, not in reverse. Got it. Uh, coming up, can he or can't he? Plus, we're going to get your phone calls in on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Smalls asks a great question. What needs to be out? What food cannot join your Thanksgiving Day feast? We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Michelle Smallman and I, Evan Cohen, we fire questions at Chris Canny. Over, under, ESPN bet. Canny or Canny, get it done today. Thanksgiving version of this. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Detroit Lions, over, under six and a half catches today, CeCe. 
I'm going to go over, even though the Packers have a decent pass defense. I still think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to get his last couple of games. He's had over six and a half catches. So I'm going to go over on this number. I expect the Lions to look a lot sharper than they did on on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. And Amon Ross St. Brown on that offense figures to be a big part of that. So they go to him early and often. Over six and a half catches for sure. What about the Lions quarterback, Jared Goff? Over or under 253 and a half passing yards, CC Canty or Canty? I'm going to say he can't because I don't <laughs> think they need him to. I don't think it's going to be a big Jared Goff drop back day. I think this is going to be David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs running the football. And guess what? The Packers defense, their front seven, hella suspect when it comes to stopping the run. So I think they get nice and physical on Thanksgiving Day in the Motor City and they run the ball down the throats of that Packers defense and dare them to stop it. So that means a low passing yardage total for Jared Goff. Jordan Love, Packers QB, over under one and a half touchdowns passing. I'm going to say he can simply because I do believe this is going to be a one-sided affair in the Lions' favor, and there's going to be opportunity for garbage-time touchdowns, and Jordan Love is going to be playing from behind, so that means throwing the football the last couple of games. uh, He's had multiple pass touchdowns in each of them, so I think he continues that, but it looks a lot different just because I don't think the Packers are going to find themselves on the winning side of today's matchup. Second game of the day, Washington at Dallas. How about Cowboys wide receiver C.D. Lamb? Over, under, 90 and a half receiving yards. Over, over. Have you seen the Washington Commanders secondary? (laughs) They're trash. They're awful. They let Tommy DeVito throw for 250 yards and three tuds, no picks. They're terrible. It's going to be a big day for C.D. Lamb. It's going to be a big day for Dak Prescott. So I'm going over, I'm going to say he can, C.D. Lamb go over 90 and a half receiving yards. Dak over one and a half passing touchdowns. Over, over. under, excuse me. Oh, Over, he can. Dak Prescott can throw for multiple passing touchdowns today because, again, he's going up against the Washington Commanders secondary. That secondary is going to make anybody look good. He can, he will, it's going to happen. A big turkey day. And we know how Dak feasts when it comes to teams that are below 500. They're going to dominate, and the stat line is going to look MVP-esque. Let's look at the other quarterback, Commander's quarterback, Sam Howell. Over under 252.5 passing yards, Candy. I'm going to say he can go over 252.5 passing yards. Sam Howell leads the league in passing yards, although it hadn't amounted to much. They only got four wins, so it's a lot of empty calorie stats. But when they're going to be playing from behind in a regular, uh, a one-sided affair, I got to imagine they're going to be throwing, playing catch-up against the Dallas Cowboys defense. That's probably not a great place to be with Michael Parsons in that pass rush, but I do think he does have some productivity in moving the football late in some garbage time yards. Canny or Canty here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, I know it, it, normally we go Canny or Canty over or under. I'm going to do a comparison on this one. DK Metcalf, what will be greater today with the Seahawks? The number of catches or the number before his blank pack when he takes his shirt off? So <laughs> four pack, six pack, eight pack, the way he looks without a shirt. What's greater? I mean, I guess it would have to be his abs. <laughs> Because I'm going to say he can't go over four and a half catches. I just don't see it. I don't know what's going on with DK Metcalf in this offense, but he seems to be the third or fourth option behind Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and whoever's playing running back. I think it's going to be Zach Charbonnet today because uh, KW3 is injured. But I, 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 it's weird to see what's happening. He doesn't necessarily have the best connection with Geno Smith, 
So going up against that 49ers defense, even though Talanoa Hafunga is going to be out with the torn ACL, I don't think DK Metcalf can take advantage of it. I don't think they're looking for him uh, as often as they should be in the passing game. So I'm going to go under the four and a half receiving yards. I'm going to say he can't get four and a half catch over four and a half catches this game. All right, next, Brock Purdy, over, under, one and a half passing touchdowns. He can, Ev, and he will, and we will be singing the Brock Purdy song tomorrow. We know when Brock Purdy has everybody healthy around him, he's going to make it happen, and the secondary, even though they're talented, hasn't always been consistent for the Seattle Seahawks, and with having Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey, all of those guys, being viable options for Brock Purdy. I can see them keeping the momentum rolling. We know when he's got his full complement of players healthy, this offense averages over 30 points a game. When they're not, they're scoring in the teens. They're all healthy in a short week matchup. Even though it's on the road in Seattle, I think it's a good showing for Brock Purdy. All right, let's. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey. Let's stick there. Christian McCaffrey over under 113 and a half rushing and receiving yards, CC. I'm going to go under on this total just because I think it's more of a by-committee situation when it comes to the run game. I think they're going to share the wealth. They're going to spread the carries around. You want to make sure that you keep Christian McCaffrey healthy. Um, This is an all-hands-on-deck situation because first place in the division is up for grabs, but I think they're going to utilize other players. You're going to see some of the other running backs. You're going to see Debo Samuels on some running plays, some reverses, jet sweeps, things of that nature. And the short passing game for the 49ers is an extension of the run game. So we're talking about wide receiver screens and slants, things of that nature. So, yeah, I I think this is an under for 113.5 scrimmage yards for Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to say he can't get to that total. Last one, Canty, Debo Samuel, over under 61.5 yards rushing and receiving. He can, and I think he will. I I think this is a Debo Samuel game. They're going to try to assert some level of toughness over the Seattle Seahawks. This is always a toughness battle between these two teams, and there's not a tougher skill position player in this game than Debo. For goodness sakes, the guy's name is Debo. So, I mean, (laughs) this is a situation where I think Debo Samuel is going to be featured by Kyle Shanahan in this matchup in order to set a tone for who the San Francisco 49ers are going to be in this stretch run. So I'm going to say he can go over 61 and a half yards from scrimmage. And of course, can he or can't he, you can get all of your plays with ESPN Bet. We have the QR code on our screen on ESPNU if you want to obviously get the app there and through that, get ESPN Bet. You can do all of this for your Thanksgiving Day games here today with ESPN Bet. You can also jump in with us now at 888-SAY-ESPN at the Dr. Pepper call in line. We're going to get your Thanksgiving calls in in a second, but CC, um, Small is coming up. Um, you are now out. You're, you're willing to outsource I'm for it, positive programming. Is that what's happening today? Well, it's Thanksgiving. It's a special day, so. Right. I thought we would make it a special version of positive programming. And in the Smallman household, before we eat, after we say grace, we all go around and say what we're thankful for. So I thought we would go around the horn here on the show, say what we're thankful for, and give our great listeners the uh, opportunity to tell us what they're thankful for. 888-SAY-ESPN, number to jump in on that, sports or non-sports. You can chime in on that. Nate in Maryland, listening on ESPN 630. What's up, Nate? Nate? Nate is not there. Uh, Joe in Maryland watching on ESPNU. What's going on, Joe? What's up? Morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Ev. Uh, I'm in Memphis, Indiana, by the way. CC, what's up, little cuz? What's happening? Small, <laughs> ma'am. 
nice to speak to you this this happy Thanksgiving. You know what needs to be removed from all all menus? Green bean casserole. That's yeah. disgusting. Yes, it's yes. disgusting. Get yes. rid of it. Couldn't agree more. Nobody wants it because you're 100% right. Nobody wants it. And I appreciate my cousin from Indiana giving us a shout-out, calling into the show. He listens every single day with his kids, Lila, Jet, and Lucy, Cousin Andy. I appreciate y'all supporting us. But, yeah, the green bean casserole, nobody wants that. Nobody asked for that, yet seemingly somebody always brings it. Smalls, why? That's the only question I have to ask. Why is this still on the table? I can't understand it. Green bean casserole tastes like punishment. It, it tastes like you did something wrong and you're being punished. I don't know why people continue to make it. I don't know why people would want to put the time, money, and effort into making it when it's a clearly like a tier four Thanksgiving Day dish. It's what people put on their plate if they have to to appease someone else or it's because there's no turkey left and they're still a little bit hungry. So Small, let, let me get this right. If Greg Popovich stopped the game between the Spurs and the Clippers last night to tell everybody in the arena not to make green bean casserole, would you have been okay with that? I think that's a great message, and Pop should get it out to the masses. So now, that, cool that. that would have been amazing. <laughs> so I'd be cool Can you with imagine that? that? He actually grabs the mic, and you think he's going to say something in the crowd in between Kawhi free throws about Kawhi. He's like, I just want to tell everybody something. We, we don't act this way. Oh, no. What is he saying? We don't have green bean casserole at our meals <laughs> in San Antonio. Yeah. And it's ESPN. Dr. Pepper call in line. We will have positive programming. Smalls will make us smile, and you'll contribute with what you're thankful for this Thanksgiving next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time to smile. It's We're For It here on Unsportsmanlike with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. A special Thanksgiving version of positive programming, guys. Normally, I run through some stories in sports to make us smile, but today, it's kind of turnkey for us. Thanksgiving is a day to give thanks, to show your appreciation, to say what you're grateful for. And at the Smallman household, when we sit down for Thanksgiving, after we say grace, we all go around the horn and we say what we're thankful for. And this actually is scientifically proven to make you happier. During the pandemic, I actually did a class online from Yale. It's their most popular class ever. It's about the science of happiness. And one of the main components to being happy in your life is to being great. It's being grateful, actually. So if you have a gratitude practice, it will scientifically make you happier. So let's go around the horn. Let's start with the crew in Bristol. And everyone's going to have to say what they're thankful for. So, Nuno, since you are the captain here, I will let you go first. Oh, that's me. Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Off to a roaring <laughs> start. <laughs> no, wow. no, I, I was going to try to be funny, but in all seriousness, I'm just thankful for not only my health, my family's health, uh, 
and obviously in this opportunity to launch a new show and you know get back on track. Can I opt out of this? This is <laughs> yes, brutal. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Ahead, you think it's too sweet? Go ahead, Pat. Uh, I am thankful for uh, former WCW champion Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I'd like to know why specifically. <laughs> uh, he's great. <laughs> Is there a catch to this? No, I just shout out to Bill Goldberg. Man. <laughs> just, I think he's great. <laughs> just want to be a shout out. You know I love it. He's awesome. I love it. Goldberg, oh what's up? Oh, we're playing the music. Is this his music? Yeah, I'm I thankful for I don't him. know. Five-time five champion, you know? I have no Nuno idea Nuno was too serious, right so I decided to go with Bill oh, Goldberg. I'm sorry. I actually followed directions in this, uh, this segment. I'm very confused. All right, Smalls, what are we doing next? All right, who wants to go next? It's up to you guys. All right, I'll, I'll go, go next. next. You know what I'm thankful for? To have my wife, my mother-in-law, and my mom, the reverend, all under one roof on Thanksgiving Day, and you know why? Because I know what's coming out of that kitchen by the time we get ready to start Thanksgiving dinner. I know it's going to be great. Is this couple generations in there, women, that know what the hell they're doing in the kitchen and know how to cook? I'm just so thankful because that makes Thanksgiving all the better. Like If you have a Thanksgiving without good food, I don't even know what that is. And guess what? I don't have to worry about ever knowing what that is because of the women in my life. So shout out to them. I am thankful for them every day, but especially on this day, the Super Bowl of all holidays, Thanksgiving, where the food is front and center. So just want to say thankful for them being in my life. I mean, you saved it to the end, but it was really funny to be like, I'm thankful because they cook good. Yeah. Well, you can be thankful for that. But, CC, you know what? The Super Bowl of all I holidays. I saved it at the end, though, didn't I, Pat? Yeah, I, said I'm thankful for him every, I said I'm thankful for him every day, but especially on this day. But, CC, exactly. the Super Bowl of all holidays is actually the Super Bowl. I mean, no. let's be honest. It's better no, than you got this. More, but- you got more days off at Thanksgiving, bro. More days off, mm-hmm. more games. No. Right. No. You're right. wrong. I guess I'm up. You know, I was going to say my wife and kids, and I'm very thankful for them, and I love them with all my heart. I do. But since starting this amazing job a couple of months ago, I, there's three people I must say I'm thankful for. Anita, Ashley, and Lou. You stole mine. Stop it. I swear. I was going to shout them out too, but go ahead. Those are the I'll hair and makeup people because there's no way I could look this clean on the air without them. So I am thankful <laughs> for Anita, Ashley, and Lou who do all of my hair and makeup. It needs three people for me. Now, mine takes about four minutes. Cece takes about four or five minutes. And Smalls takes 45 minutes in hair and makeup. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I am not Beyonce. I did not wake up like this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> some, some work goes into making me look presentable every day, Evan. But thank you for shouting that out, the, the time spent in the makeup chair. No, but to be serious, Lou, Ashley, Anita, every day they start our morning off great. They're laughing in there. They set the tone for the day. They make us smile. They make us look good, feel good, hopefully do the show in a great way because we feel good. So shout out to them. You might not see them or hear them, but they are very valued members of our team. Um, so what I am thankful for, uh, on a serious note, obviously thankful for my my family's health, but we had a new member of our family join the Smallman clan this year to our dog, Frankie Smallman, Frank Anthony Smallman. Oh, You're the cutest dog on earth. You have brought so much joy and happiness to our lives. We are so thankful for you, Frank. I love you. Oh. Can't wait to see you over Christmas time. Now, on a sports note, I am thankful for three people this year, and it may surprise you. 
Mm. I am thankful for Aaron Rodgers. Number one. I am thankful for Jerry Jones. Number two. And I am thankful for Bill Belichick. Number three. Thank you to those three guys because you always give us something to debate and talk about every single day. Thank you for being very polarizing figures and giving us something to talk about on a consistent basis. Um, Cece, before we move on to calls on this at 888-SAY-ESPN, Dr. Pepper, call in line. Did you want to just do a public uh, service announcement for the ARWB? For the ARWB? Yeah, oh, yeah. White billionaire. Well, we have to talk about the uh, the at risk white billionaires. So uh, I mean, you know, Smalls just mentioned Jerry Jones and being thankful for him. One of his fellow owners, Jim Ursay Junior. Well, not Junior, but Jim Ursay. We have to acknowledge all of the prejudice that's been directed toward yes. him because of the Speak class of people that he's in. It's just really hard out here being an at risk white billionaire. And I would just ask that. During Thanksgiving, the time with family and friends that we all just keep in mind and be prayerful of the at-risk white billionaire because it's hard out here for them because they're being unfairly targeted. Thank you, Cece. And they're being unfairly prejudiced. Thank you. I I just heard in my head... Terrence Howard, basically, and Three Six Mafia doing it's hard out here, and then four, the white billionaire. By the way, for those who think we're actually joking about this, we are, but that is actually what Jim Ursay said. That he said he was arrested in 2014 because he was a white billionaire and the prejudice against him, and then went on a Twitter spree yesterday attacking everybody. So, as CeCe has been saying all show long, the only thing you could do. It's just laugh. Yeah, awareness it's, is key. Yeah. Awareness, awareness is key. Is key. You're of right this about at that, risk. Well, you know his his black mother Dorothy has helped him shaped his awareness. You know Correct. she helped raise him and, yeah. and shape how he views the world, his perspective. You know, his black again at Jim Mercy on Twitter. All of the stuff that we are saying is what he said, not what we are saying. Even, even <laughs> though his mom is Harriet and she is not black, I, I don't. It's very confusing. It is confusing. It's all very very confusing. All right, we got about 30 seconds for a call here on this. Chris in Alabama, what you're thankful for on this Thanksgiving ESPNU. What do you got, Chris? Hey, guys. I'd just like to say uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, thankful for my wife and her family and my family. But I'm also thankful that I made the playoffs in my first year of Fantasy League this year. Hello. Shout out to Chris. Oh, well done. Well done. You know what? We do have time for one more very quickly. Da- uh, Dante in Chicago on ESPNU. Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Hey, I just wanted to say I'm thankful for y'all this morning raising awareness on DWBWB. <laughs> Driving while being a white billionaire. I think that's, uh, that's good that we taking time out to get that out the way on this Thanksgiving day with so many of those people driving today, we want to make sure we raise awareness on that today. You're right. You know, thanks for the phone yeah. call. You are right about that. You got to be careful out there today. We need to co- we need to get the T-shirts for for the for the at-risk white billionaires. We got to get the one eight hundred number and get pictures of their faces being sad, so we can raise money for the at-risk white billionaires. We got to take care of our people, man. We got to take care of our community. I'm glad oh, someone's man. talking about it. I'm glad someone's. Finally I'm brought it telling up. you. Finally. We have three NFL games today. We have Super Bowl contenders playing today. Which QB could lead his team there? We'll find out next on Sportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. 
You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.